0: Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground and we are in the series called Hope for the Scattered talking about 1 Peter and 2 Peter. and Van Brooks is here. Hey van. hey Darren it's so it's so awesome. you're preaching in this series and you've got this next uh, sermon here. And hopefully some people are listening along with us as we dive a little bit deeper into s- the sections that we're, we're trying yep. to preach. And you've got uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, verses, we're going to read verses 1 through 12. But you're kind of covering verses 1 through 10. There's a little bit of an overlap there. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So before Van kind of takes it away, if it's okay, I'll go ahead and read the passage hey, it for us. Sounds
1: great. <clears throat> sounds great.
0: Hopefully you're reading along with us. And maybe if you haven't signed up for our reading plan, go to New Hope Now. .cc and sign up for that reading plan. We just think it's a great idea that it's it's really encouraging to us to see uh, people signing up and reading along mm-hmm. with us because we know we know we're kind of studying this together. So here we go. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, which is just what do
1: you what do you uh, I'm actually? I, I, using I need a new King James, new
0: Arthur. King James. I will tell you what, I'm going to read it from that. Then let me just get that uh, let me let me just get that passage or that uh, version up here real quick. And we're going to look at First Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I'm going to is what I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil, speaking as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, a royal priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being obedient to the word to which they were also appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. So, beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak you as against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. There you go, Van.
1: Hey, man. <laughs> I, it's interesting. I probably took a lot of liberties with this passage, and I'm sitting across the table from... Darren, the theologian. So no, you're, no, no. No, but no. I mean, you and Tyler <laughs> dive, take a deeper dive than I do. And I think about the title, Hope for the Scattered. And yeah. I, I shared Sunday kind of uh, a sad side. I remember my dad was a very brilliant man. And I remember 18 nine he was helping he was assembling just some some chairs and I remember seeing him sit in that pile of chairs and those bolts and stuff like that and my dad always and years back he was great but he threw out the directions he was just totally <laughs> baffled and yeah. it, it was like he lost hope and everything was scattered and he's on the floor you know, almost in tears trying to assemble stuff and as I looked at this passage, and this is probably where I took a lot of liberty, and as it kind of got assigned, it was really 4 through 10 that I was doing. Sure. I, I started reading that passage, and I said, I am looking. I felt like I found a hidden treasure map that this is basically directions for how we need to assemble life, and it's signed by God. He says, he, the key part, he says, hey, my signature's on it. And he uses this word, precious which you Mm -hmm. know he does talk about how jesus was beloved you know but that that was a big word but when i look at this these verses it it has um a picture of the finished project god gives us that just kind of listen to me then i'll let your theological mind no 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 no, no, the picture product there of of what we're supposed to be but then there's a parts list and there's two key parts that he talks about that need to be assembled if they're not assembled None of this happens. And then he talks about the operation and the design of the function. You know, when you get it, it tells you how it's supposed to operate and all this. And then also on a direction always has warnings. That's usually in the front or the back, you know, little circles with the line crossed. through. Yeah. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Or you will break the product. And I'm thinking, wow, this is this is really the directions, that hidden map of what we're supposed to do. And if we don't get it right, we don't function in life. It's kind of like we have that coming off the factory assembly line. You know, God has made us. It's kind of like, but the one thing we're missing is we're missing the kind of like that SIMS card. We got all these parts, all this (laughs) uniqueness. But if you don't put the SIMS card in the phone, nothing works right. Or if you try to stuff... You know
0: it won't no. operate the way the maker designed it. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. And so often we put all of our stuff, our belly button fuzzies we try to jam in there, <laughs> and nothing works yeah. right. And so that's kind of the liberty I took as I, I got in this, that it starts with that living stone that's designed by the master, yeah. fills that god hole. And and as we connect with him, we become those living stones. And it also has yeah. there in the first a little bit of the maintenance. Like and you always see this: how to maintain your product and, and and how to make it work. And it doesn't work without the pure milk of the word. It's kind of like, you know, that's how he starts. Like, let's talk about the maintenance of this. Let's talk about the dangers. Don't do this or this, or you'll damage your product. And so that's the theologian, Darren. That's the well, way. Don't, now, don't, yeah, now yeah. the
0: audience needs to know. Don't let Van fool you here. <laughs> it's not like he's not a theologian. Yeah. All right. I mean, he he's seen it in his. He, his whole job for years has been taking hard passages in Scripture and trying to make them simple enough yeah. for people to understand. So there's depth to Van. Don't let him fool oh, you. Oh gosh! And no, this is this is really good. I, I, I love how you put the <laughs> at the end, like the in the instruction manual. They always have like the picture of a guy with a line through him, like, don't do these things. Oh, because yeah. there's always something stupid somebody does oh, yeah. to get themselves hurt or yeah. destroy the product or whatever.
1: Yeah, and it's it's amazing. Story how of mankind right there. We keep it? doing dumb stuff. I kind of refer to the blow dryer, you know, how yeah. you, you bring it out. Don't operate blow dryer while in bathtub, yeah. you know. And then, <laughs> then that's we say not enough. Like that's not enough. Then yeah. later they have to print, don't operate in pool, don't operate in hot tub, don't operate in a, a thunderstorm. You yeah. know, I've whatever. seen it on a
0: toaster. I saw a oh toaster and said don't use in the bathtub. Oh,
1: yeah. Who's <laughs> using the toaster in the bathtub? So I this think. passage is kinda like yeah. has those warning and they're always when you first open the package, lest you kill yourself before you assemble yeah. it, they show you these things and afterwards <laughs> yeah. it shows and it tells us what not to do. That and, and there's things we can do in our life that can destroy this incredible product that, that God puts before us. And and I probably from, you know, that you know, looking at it from a theological aspect, we see this assembled product, which is really phenomenal when he talks about that chosen generation. Mm-hmm. And then he throws the word royal. And priesthood, which mankind's always tried to assemble that, but God always kept that separate. And all of a sudden you have royal, you have priesthood, you have a holy nation, you have a special people, you you have, you know, that were proclaimers of praise, that we're taking people out of darkness, where you see this creation that's never existed, a new creation that God's putting together. But it all starts as we interject into our God, that God whole and we, we interject of all things, Jesus, which is always rejected. Yeah. You know, all the master builders of the world said, oh, don't bring Jesus into this, you know, all this, that's that's yeah. you're just that's not political wreck or whatever, but that's the bottom line. And and God says, This is the living cornerstone. This is what's precious. And and of all things, this is the only time God says, This is precious. Well, it's interesting
0: you know? he he's definitely using like temple mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter being Jewish himself and you know, to his and to his audience he's and he uses uh Three different, three different here Old Testament prophetic passages. Two from Isaiah, one from the Psalms about about rocks, mm-hmm. you know, about stones. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's 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 like it's and he's also if you get to the end of it here, it's almost like he's transitioning to the fact that you know we are the priests now. You know, we yeah. are the and because Jesus being that precious cornerstone of the foundation that the now the church that is built on. We're the new the new temple in a way mm-hmm. so it's almost, does that seem does that come up in your studies like it seems like i don't know well I'm just reading it it seems like he does, yeah, he does the temple and, stuff and, and
1: the rock stuff's kind of cool and the thing you talk about taking liberties with scripture I almost opened this this whole series with a study on food trucks No, I I know this sounds wild, but you had the temple in one place where people had to come to that. But the goodness of God is, I'm going to give you the main product, and I'm going to put it in your life, and you're going to be like a food truck, and you're going to take it. And and Jesus, you know, even him, he said, I can't go to all these towns and villages. I've got to die. I've got to plant myself so I can release it. And it's like, you can bring the flavor of God. All around the world, and I know that was that's taking more liberties. But I did all this study on no, food trucks, good. and it was real interesting. And and I'm thinking that that's what God's calling us to do is to be walking, living temples of God, where Jesus. And and this is the thing that I felt like I left out of the message a little bit is he puts the living Jesus on the inside of us, his mm-hmm. presence, mm-hmm. and 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 I know. This is the one thing. I see people, you know, give their heart to the Lord and stuff like that, beginning to walk with God. But the most instrumental times where my life took the biggest growth, and I remember at a youth conference after I gave my heart to the Lord, is I remember one night feeling and being aware of Jesus' presence. Mm -hmm. and That's what changed my life. That grabbed my life to realize that, he was with me. it wasn't like he was way out there, but I just felt surrounded by his presence. I don't know. do you relate to that or oh, have no you seen totally that? totally
0: yeah. in fact we were just uh I think it was just transitional thing. I was doing church on Sunday talking about uh how always talking we were, we were doing the stories oh the, yeah. uh, Sunday yeah. uh stories of movement and I had a little bit of a devotion time I had to give there and while well, I was talking about how this, the presence of, of Jesus is always there. We're the mm-hmm. ones that are missing it you know, yeah. sometimes but there, so there are definitely times when I feel like yeah. I have felt the presence of Jesus've I've acknowledged you know I've sensed it I've seen, you know and it's not that he's moving away from me or back and forth. it's just that it's just it's, it just seems like we have these thin moments yeah and then, then our thick skulls don't oh, yeah and <laughs> don't allow some of the moments to happen.
1: And I know it's a real practical presence kind of crazy story I was up moving my daughter in Chicago last Thursday and I knew the Forge was praying for me they told me they were praying for me and so I'm up there in my Ford F-150 which is bigger is big for the small streets in fact I had to move yeah. my side my my those window things the where you look at the side view mirrors I had to pop them in so I could get down some of these streets <laughs> and, that's pretty narrow and it's weird I this is this is kind of crazy, but I, it was like I felt God's presence. I felt the anointing of God, and I know this sounds stupid, but to drive in Chicago, you know, it's like my you know I've got a rod in my 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 neck and my back, and so my turning ability is not there. But man, I was driving like a man from another planet. I just had the rest of God, and you know, I see a bus over there pull over, I zoop over full speed, and then I see a car turning in the other lane, zoop back, and it was just like. And, and even my daughter says, "Man, you're driving really good. I've never seen anyone drive like this in Chicago." And I'm thinking. And this is beyond my ability because the presence of Jesus was with me. I felt like it was like um, I don't I don't know. I felt his presence. it well, makes a lot of sense because there's
0: so much prayer going on in the, oh, the roads yeah. up there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's where most people come to look, know the Lord is in yeah. in traffic, you know. But but that presence, and this is the one thing I, I kind of left out of the message I was thinking about. That presence is that his presence in us but how he calls us to be present in other people's lives or present mm. within our community, present within our families. And, and this is a struggle I've always, you know, I've sometimes, I don't know if your wife's ever done this to you. Like, Darren, I know you're home, but you're not here. <laughs> I, I, have oh, you? Yeah. Have Many I don't times. know. I know, times. You know, yeah. are, and, and I know that. Sometimes I'm at work and, and I'm thinking about home. Yeah, And I'm at home and I'm, what are we thinking about? Work, you know, and to be present in the moment and, and like how Jesus is that living present stone and that we're called to be living present stones. And this is what started messing with me some is that so often we pray for people and they don't, they need our presence. You know, it's like, Hey, we read this about it, hey, you're hungry, I pray, go be blessed, and we don't get food. But sometimes people need that presence. and I I, I was lady, this was a story. I was well aware where the lady uh, um, she lost two children back to back. and one was like, um, twelve months old, had a baby, twelve months old, the baby died no, Mom. and then she got pregnant again, everyone rejoiced. she had another baby. In nine months old, the baby died. and so disbeliever aware wherever, went over to her house, and the husband's down there, you know, kind of like, and um, it the hope for it scattered. He was just scattered, no hope, just sitting there, didn't know how to even interact with his wife, and so this lady comes in, and and, um, and and he said, where's your wife? Well, she's upstairs in her bedroom, and so she goes upstairs, and she didn't need prayer. I mean, she didn't need go blessed, but uh, the, she went in, and the mom was just holding a pair of baby shoes in her hands crying. And so she went and sat with her, I think, four or five hours, just sat in that bedroom with her Mm. and cried. Just being present. Present, Mm. surrounded her. And that's probably what kept that lady alive, what kept that marriage alive. And I think sometimes we're too quick just to pray where people need that surrounding presence. And and that's why I felt in that traffic. I felt like God was with me, and I had a rest and had an enjoyment. Could have a conversation with my daughter because it's just like all of a sudden there was ability beyond my ability because he was with me, and sometimes I think that God transforms us into this royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special people that are that that bring light to darkness, that are turned into marvelous light. Is that mm-hmm. because that living aspect added to our life, we become living, and we're like those food trucks that drive out. And we bring the presence, the glory, the temple of God, into other people's lives. Mm, that's great so I'm, I'm yakking a lot, no, here. no, that's really um, really good so
0: it just it it seems to me when it's such an odd analogy for him to say living stone because mm-hmm. they're not alive, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. it's an odd analogy, yeah, and but then later on he talks about like you said, what you just you know you just brought to application, which is that we are to be alive, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. that the temple the new temple being us is yeah but that insinuates that there are such things as dead stones yeah and and dead people walking around mm-hmm. you know what does it mean you know for us in jesus to be like you said present and alive versus the way the world is dead i
1: mean oh yeah
0: <laughs> i mean, i heard a preacher one time preach about Walking Dead people, like mm-hmm. you know, like the Walking Dead or zombies, like it's it's you, you. wonder what. How do people? I just don't understand, Van. How people will go through like the, What that lady and you know, that family went through with losing two children. How they do that without faith?
1: Without, yeah, without and Jesus. But that lady coming into the room, it was like, yeah, it's like there's that analogy of Jesus being the rock. And we're a part of the rock, and it's more than a rock. It's a, you know, it's the rock. It's that safety that you can hang on to in the yeah. storm. It's yeah. that protection. And then I think the other analogy. There's another analogy of stones in the Bible, and that's stones that people pick up to throw. Oh yeah. And yeah. that th- th- there's another rock analogy there, but uh, I, I think the world's really desperate for the church to show up, that holy nation, not to throw stones, but to be... To build. Yeah, to build that mm-hmm. living stone because I, I I love that title. I'm just really noticing that a lot of people are in the middle of life and life is so scattered. And, you know, like my dad sitting in that pile of stuff, how do I sem- assemble what's important, what part goes first? And in this passage it says... God says, Jesus is the one that's precious. He's the chosen stone. He's kind of like the mainspring. He's the Sims yeah. card of our life. Yeah. And uh, it's like, um, and and that's, I don't know. I, I, I just said, I felt like I was looking on, this is actually the map, the directions, and God signs it. Jesus is precious. This is the chosen stone. Signed by God. Final picket. You know, men are going to reject it. The master builders, all the religion of the world, all the great builders are going to say, "Leave Jesus out. Don't talk about Jesus. Don't bring Jesus in." And God says, "You know, they're not right. And if you listen to them, you're going to be falling down. You're gonna you're gonna stumble all yeah. through life. And uh, um, and there's that inserting. And of course, it's surrounded by the maintenance of the product, where the thing that some that transforms us is that that we need that spiritual food. We need that oil. It's like I, I've had a lot of things that stop or seize up because I'm not putting the oil or I'm not doing the maintenance. And yeah. oh, I didn't know maintenance was involved. And He, <laughs> he says, yeah, "Yeah, you need the pure milk of the word. You, you need the you, you need that to operate." So, but anyway, I'm I'm still yakking. I'm no no I'm no. It's good off stuff, this man. Message, and it's like it's like. This is He's good. This is our chance
0: it. on this podcast is our chance to, to yak, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to talk about the things that are going through our head that we don't necessarily put in the message, but some things we do. I mean, it's hard to ignore the main messages of Peter here. I, 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 what I find is interesting about some of this, too, is the how you've applied scattered, which is which is really appropriate because, you know, hopefully the scatter is mainly, you know, Peter talking to these people scattered all over. Right, the empire because of persecution, because of hard things. The way the world has treated Christians, mm-hmm. they've now scattered and they feel apart. And mm-hmm. this is a very unifying mm-hmm. passage. Mm-hmm. But you're, and I love the way you're applying it, though, because what you're saying is that our lives are like a microcosm of that. Oh yeah, you know, because we're we're scattered in and of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, just the yep. way that we we don't necessarily people. Some people are scattered because they just they don't understand faith. You know, like, or they have faith to them is very synchronistic, you know, in the sense of, I kind of believe this, but I also believe this, I also believe that and the, the, the teachings of the world are, are mixed up in superstition and everything else in our lives that we just call quote unquote, you know, religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but it says here that Jesus is a stumbling block to the, <laughs> to, to those who think they're wise or know the ways of the world. And yeah. you know, he, he gets in the way. You know, yep. until you've faced up to who really Jesus is and what faith really is, it's awfully hard to to move on.
1: Yeah, and I I, I do feel, you know, and I'm a day to day person, you know, and it's like, um, uh, you know, very practical. And 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 I think we face this over and over again. And there's times that we have to sometimes reinsert Jesus. Sometimes we leave him out. Or like I says, there's a lot of that pocket fuzz. I'm, I'm, I was always amazed, like even charging my phone, you know, it's like, you know, I'm the first time, you know, you don't know this and you know, it's, it's just not charging. I don't understand why things aren't working. And, <laughs> and then the guy comes and it's almost embarrassing what he pulls out. Like, Oh, there's a gum wrapper. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a peanut. There's yeah. a, there's a coin in there, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and all that, that what they pull out of there, you think, and it's embarrassing when they kind of clean out that slot that you need that charging on. And, and so often, uh, in life, sometimes we have to we have to reaffirm his presence and that he's the living stone. And sometimes we have to make those adjustments. There's some crud in there there and and uh, um, and I, I think um, I don't know. I, I think it's a journey. But then the bigger thing is that. We're something that's never existed before. We are a new creation, created image of God, and Jesus is like our elder brother. And in the book of Acts, all that Jesus began to do and teach, he he started something. And And this is a big call. Like he's inviting us up, like, yeah. like that food truck that I kind of messed with but didn't use. Like, you know, hey, you need to drive this out. There's some people on some work sites that man they have nothing to eat and they're they're just stumbling you know or there's there's some people at your school that you know that and 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 to me i mean and, and there's a new generation when i looked at the history there's a new generation of food trucks i was at a thing <laughs> where there were some food trucks and it's like uh, this is this is better than anything i ever had you yeah. know it's like it's like we can cook up something to a world that's scattered looking for hope and it's like wow
0: well i bet covid you know, really brought up food trucks. You know, if you think about it, because
1: oh, the mobile yeah.
0: everything went a lot more mobile. You know, yeah, on mobile, and that's kind of what you're saying, right? I mean, that there's a mobility, yeah, to the gospel mm-hmm. is about the temples with us and where we go, not going to a brick and mortar temple uh, anymore.
1: And there's that transformation because there's, you know, when you look at the history of food trucks I mean where they started from was the old chuck wagon yeah you know and it was like <laughs> we got beans and we got more beans you know we got coffee you yeah. know and and I always think know, of that cow dog, I'm sorry think know. of that dog
0: food commercial everything of chuck wagon? chuck wagon yeah that and, crazy train commercial yeah,
1: and some food trucks years <laughs> back that's used to what I, I remember being on the construction site and you'd have that food truck drive up and it's like Oh please! I don't want to eat there, you know. <laughs> but now, you know, these trucks drive up and they're like, and they're very specific, a, like specific. They get and that's of, the yeah. uniqueness. God designs this uniqueness. Like yeah. there's a crown. It's like I'm drawn to that sushi truck. I'm, I'm drawn to that that you know brisket truck. I'm the 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 shrimp taco. You know, and it's like how God <laughs> divides. You know, and it's like, but he's that he's that source. He's that we and our individuality can reach a niche of people. It's just, you know,
0: be a food truck for
1: Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's <laughs> that's, just no, that's so cool. What are some things that you saw maybe as you look at this and, and, I always love the difference between the way you and Tyler and Jonathan and other people. You know, what are some things that you see in this. Scripture? Well, like you
0: said, you know, some of us got shrimp tacos, and some of us, you know, we're, we're getting off track. I'm getting hungry right now. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: No, I, I think the thing is, like, I all of us look at things a little bit differently. Yeah, but I think we all have the same goals. We want we want people to to live things out. I mean, day to day. You know, like it's it's. I think the th- thing we Hopefully, that we garner from the word is exactly what God's interpretation is, not our mm-hmm. interpretation. Right. You know, to be able to be, conf- I don't know, the, to me, it's just always convicting. You know, yeah. and we read Peter here, it's extremely convicting just to realize how that we're chosen, that we're royal, that we're holy, set apart, special people. That he's called us out of darkness into marvelous light, verses nine and verse ten are just amazing, and who once were not a people but are now the people of God who have not obtained mercy, have now obtained mercy, it's like he's reminding us, you know who are who are you, yeah, and the fact that and he talks about this exile thing again in verse eleven and twelve, which I know you didn't. You covering, but it's going, to, it's going to kind of pull over to Tyler's message next week. But I want to kind of mention, if I can, he says, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, using the New King James, abstain from fleshless which warges against your soul, which is that fight you were talking about earlier, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, and when they speak against you as evil doers, uh, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. So he's saying, you know, people around you um, who you're... Understand that you may not feel like you're successful. Mm-hmm. You know, you may feel awkward because this isn't your home. Mm-hmm. You're you're in exile, and not only that, but you're in a war because you're fighting between yourself and what Jesus wants, and the how has Paul said, walking in the Spirit versus walking, walking in, the the flesh, in the flesh, the
1: desires of the flesh.
0: Yeah, all these things are going on in you because you're not you're not home but do you understand how vital it is mm-hmm. that the people around you come to know Jesus mm-hmm. because yeah. of you, Yeah, you know, well, that's, well, that's convicting. And,
1: and I've been kind of in my personal time reading through, you know, finish up judges and kind of coming into um, a, a little bit into Saul. I'm right. In fact, this morning I was reading about Saul and how, you know, Samuel came up to him and, and was identifying something in him. And, and Saul said. You're not talking to me. Just like Gideon. like yeah, He's yeah. his old mighty man of courage. And Gideon said, who are you talking <laughs> to? He's looking at me. Who are you talking he's to? He's inside a wine Someone press. behind me, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I was I was in the order line the other day at McDonald's going through. And, and, and apparently their speaker was so clear, I thought the lady was talking to me. So I made my order, you know. <laughs> and it's like... Uh, she was actually speaking to the person in front of me. But I would say, Yeah, like a diet coke, large diet and Lori says, uh, that's not the right sign, you know. And but but sometimes you feel like that that you're like you're in a you know, that you're not in that conversation. But but God looks at you and, and is a you mighty man of valor or like even Saul that you know, that all of Israel's looking to you and, and I think sometimes we don't realize and it's not because of us. But man, we are containers of that living stone, yeah, and yeah. and the life of God not only can but wants to flow through us today, today. Yeah. And yeah. I know in the forest we do this all the time. There up in Shelbyville, it's like, you know, when we leave, it's today is the day of salvation for you flowing through it today. I mean, when you go home. Be present in the moment because God is present with you, and there's a good opportunity that there's some scattered people around you that are just like at wit's end, not knowing what to do, not yeah. knowing what to do. No hope, no hope. We live in a very hopeless world, and it's like, uh, um, and we're we're journeying through this life, but we're on mission. We're on mission, you know.
0: So, it's so good. There's a, this there's an element um I need to keep prolonging our discussion but at the same time I think it's interesting there's an isn't there an element that if we're actually living on mission it, it seems like we're just too busy mm-hmm. you know what I mean like to actually listen to maybe the simplest things the Holy Spirit's telling us and actually do them mm-hmm. for the sake of other
1: people yeah
0: there's just a there's a I don't know it just seems like people are just too busy to to yeah. slow down and hear that or to do yeah. that.
1: I I created, um, you know, a lot of the things we go through are self-inflicted, you know. Oh, um, yeah. I, uh, Laura and I just call them stupid. <laughs> you know, we, I was in a, a stupid week last week, and it was self-created because, you know, I moved my daughter. And then, you know, we overload these weeks. So I had been working on all this stuff. I said, I'm going to go to the hobnob market in Terre Haute. So I'm in the Hobnall. market hobnob knob market with all this stuff to sell. And, and right in front of me, believe it or not, were five or six food trucks. That's where the food trucks. I'm looking at all <laughs> these food trucks and, and I'm selling. And it was like, it was kind of a disastrous market because like maybe one fourth of how many people they predicted, there was supposed to be 5,500. And there was like 1,200 people came through. It was just real small. And so I'm sitting there and, you know, frustrations there because I'm thinking I've hauled a lot of stuff no sleep, you know, I left Chicago like nine, ten o'clock at night, got up super early in the morning with Terre Haute. Oh wow. And um all of a sudden my neighbors, my fellow vendors, uh and, and I didn't tell anybody, you know, I was a preacher or anything like that. All of a sudden I could see this draw start happening in the moment. There was a young couple right next to me and and I start just listening to their story, talking with them and, and she's saying, Hey, I'm I'm a calling my dad and I'm bringing here more he needs to talk to you and then the person behind me is just like he starts sharing his heart and out of the blue he says yeah my church is dying you know and and i filled in a few times and you you just see our whole community you know he starts sharing his heart and all of a sudden it's like I thought I was there to sell product which I wasn't which was it seemed like oh this is aggravating you know but all of a sudden it's just like in the moment there were people there's this one girl that's really messed up and it was like all of a sudden she just wants to talk to me and she pour out her heart and yeah. it's just like it was like i felt like the spiritual food truck that showed up and there was such hunger these people kept coming over because it yeah. was so dead you know what was telling yeah. they kept they just wanted to talk to me you know and it's like uh, it's like that in the moment it's there yeah And sometimes it's in the midst of the busyness. Yeah, sometimes it's our our wife. Mm. Sometimes it's our kids that want us just—they want our eyes. They they Mm. want us to play with them. They want us to tussle with them. They want us to listen with them. They want us to, hey, daddy, do something stupid, you know? Or let me let me you know they're they're there. And whoa, I mean, God is here today. Before this day's out, you know. It's all around us and it's just like we need to kind of just show up and be aware.
0: not so good.
1: Yeah.
0: not so good. Well, I mean I think that's a good way to end this podcast because it's kind of like you said, just being the presence of Jesus, is he present in our life? And is he, are we present with other people? Yeah. This, you know for, are we busy um, with the gospel for the sake of other people? Are we being the gospel? Yeah. I guess it's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good, Van. Really good. Good stuff. And, and and don't 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 let Van fool you. He knows exactly what he's talking about. It's good stuff. <laughs> oh, Thanks, my. Van.
1: Hey, love you, Darren. And love you too, but I'll be with you.